beginning to recognize, to see, to understand experience as conditioned processes at work. is a, uh, it's kind of a foundational understanding that like it puts us into the direction of the wisdom that frees us. It's, It's the, in the understanding of the way the insights unfold in this practice, this understanding of different processes of body and mind at work and their conditioned relationship. This is the kind of the, it's like, it's like we get onto the, the slope. That begins to incline us towards insight and understanding into impermanence unreliability, not self. We can begin to see this. It's, it's available in every experience. Seeing this interrelationship between body and mind and how these processes impact each other. And it can happen, we can see it on the cushion, we can see it in the kitchen, we can see it flushing the toilet. For instance, you're walking and see a gopher. There's a recognition of seeing. This can be seen. This may, we may not see it in this way, but this, this might unfold something like this. The seeing is known. The seeing, it's seen. There's a recognition of seeing happening. And then there's the, the clear recognition of gopher. It's a separate, like we may even hear our minds say, gopher. That's a different thing than the seeing itself. It's the process of recognizing. So right there, a very simple way. The physical process of seeing is conditioning the mental process of recognizing. And that recognition, the way our minds work, often very associative, our historical conditioning What we've had, what has happened to us in the past comes into the present moment through memories, thoughts, feelings. And so that recognition of gopher in one's mind might uh, have a memory arise 
Again, not something you're consciously trying to do, but the, and we can see this. We can see we're, we're, you know, we're minding our own business and suddenly there's a thought about that chipmunk in the campground when we were five that stuffed eight, mush, uh, eight uh, marshmallows in its cheeks. There it is, a memory arising because of the conditioned and associative nature of this being, of this, of the body-mind processes. That memory then may trigger some emotions, may condition some emotions. Delight, happiness of the, the amusement of that, what was seen when we were five. That this was memory I have, it popped into my mind. The feelings associated with that are conditioned by that memory. No one needed, no me, having to try to drag up memories or make associations, these processes at work. Those feelings, those emotions, then perhaps condition the body. Delightful waves of sensation in the body, lightness of body, maybe a smile on the face. When we are curious, exploring, curious of our experience, and again, this is something that can be recognized. And if we're trying to see this, if, if we go for a walk and we think, okay, I'm going to try to see how do my thoughts get triggered, and we're kind of looking for that, that very activity of searching will obscure, will get in the way of being able to see it. So this is not a doing. And yet, hearing, hearing this information. And I've, I've had people um, come and say, after you described it, I realized that, that it was already happening. But I hadn't noticed it until it had been described. And this is part of the way these, these mornings work, just kind of a description of what might be seen, opening the mind to a possibility of something it might not have been uh, available because our minds tend to see what they've already seen. And so just this possibility of being able to watch, even, even in something as simple as taking a walk and seeing, seeing something, seeing this process of body and mind at work, Even in something as simple as that, we can begin to understand. Not me, not mine, not who I am. This is nature at work. Also, a really helpful place to see conditionality is around dukkha. 
as we begin to understand the arising of our habitual tendencies of patterns of reactivity is deeply conditioned. My own understanding around self-hatred, for instance, being deeply conditioned by my life, my relationships, my experiences, And then seeing how that groove had been conditioned over and over again in my history, that as beginning to see the self-hatred arising in present moment, the seeing began to be understood, oh, there was a memory I saw something, I felt something, there was a memory about something and that memory was associated with thoughts of self-hatred and there the mind went down that slope. It was conditioned. Our dukkha is conditioned. Understanding that conditioning really supports our ability to not take it so personally. There can be more of the sense of, oh, of course this is happening. Of course there's aversion happening in this moment. And that, again, allows more of a sense of being able to meet it without feeling like, I'm doing this, I'm bad, I'm wrong, I've got to figure out how to get rid of this. Of course, this is, this is the conditions unfolding. And the condition of being mindful and the condition of hearing wisdom and orienting our minds in the direction of that wisdom is incredibly powerful conditioning in this moment. And so that blending of the history, the conditioning that leads us to our dukkha, but the conditioning now that's happening around the practice and the observation and the mindfulness and the the understanding that is extremely powerful conditioning that leads to a completely different experience, can lead to a different experience of that dukkha in the moment. Instead of being caught by it, it's like, oh, right, this is, of course, and this is how aversion feels, right? Oh, this is how a human being is, experiences aversion. And there's a, there can be an ease and a relaxation in that, and even a witnessing of it falling apart because we're no longer caught in that loop and adding the conditions of the aversion. This is a really powerful conditioning that we're adding to our system with this practice. Conditioning us in the direction of freedom. There's one, I don't remember it exactly, I'll I'll look it up and see if I can bring it for you 
this afternoon, but uh, at some place where the Buddha speaks to when we are on the path. It may be a, an analogy around the Eightfold Path. When we're on the path, that path slants, slopes, and inclines towards freedom, just as the all of the water running in all of the little rivulets and streams and rivers inclines towards running into the ocean. It's just the natural direction. So that's the power of this understanding of conditionality. It really puts us on that slope. And so just curiosity about our experience from that perspective.